Welcome to VHA podcast number 208. I'm Stuart McCall, I'm the CEO of VHA. Joining me for today's discussion is the Manager of Workplace Relations Services, Tim Nagel. Welcome, Tim. Thanks, Stuart. Good to be here. Now, before we get on to the business of the day, uh, I'll just flag that we're currently in the process of wrapping up this year's podcast quiz. That's right. Winners are being announced at the December HRIR Managers Meetings. But we are getting a lot of queries uh, from members along the lines of what do I get if I win? So aside from fame, infamy and the hot burning jealousy of everyone with whom you come into contact, the answer is this. And just to give you a sense of how enormous that trophy really is, we asked one of the staff to stand next to it. Tim, I think that's a smurf. I'm pretty sure that's Dennis from IT. So on to the business of the day. So for uh, those people who are listening to this podcast rather than watching, could you describe what it is you see? It's a picture of two twins or one twin or a twin in two. Uh, so those those two people are uh, Sharon McKendrick, uh, who was played by Hayley Mills, and Susan Evers, who was also played by Hayley Mills. And it's from the 1961 classic Disney, uh, Disney photo, The Parent Trap, uh, with their parents, uh, Hardcastle and the awesome Maureen O'Hara. Uh, so based on that clue, what would you say the subject for this, today's discussion is? Well, it's twins um, so, or children. So uh, children leads me to, um, I think it's I think it's something to do with parents, parental leave. Tim, somewhat unbelievably, uh, notwithstanding I was very drawn to your answer of a twins allowance, uh, parental leave is the answer. Uh, <laughs> I'll just note, make the note uh, that at least one VHA staff member would be very happy if there was indeed a twins allowance. Um, <laughs> Wasn't the parent trap a Lindsay Lohan film? It was a Lindsay Lohan film, but I'm choosing not to recognise it uh, as such. Um, today we're going to talk through, though, the parental leave clause from the Nurses and Midwives Agreement. That's clause 68 uh, for those people uh, following along at home. Uh, that clause contains some updated entitlements that were the subject of bargaining, uh, but also includes some changes uh, from recent amendments to the National Employment Standards under the Fair Work Act, as well as the NES compliance review that we do each time that we bargain. So, Tim, there's been a number of changes to this clause. Uh, I understand that one of the changes within the replacement agreement is a redrafted definition of eligible employee. You've heard correct, it is indeed. Uh, the 2016-2020 Nurses Agreement defines an eligible employee as follows. Eligible employee for the purpose of this clause 68 means an employee who has at least 12 months continuous service or an eligible casual employee as defined above. So the eligible and so the replacement agreement definition has changed. So this is what it is now. An eligible employee for the purpose of this clause means an employee who has at least six months continuous service or an eligible casual employee as defined above. So from 12 months to six months. It does feel like one of those things where you've got the two pictures and you have to spot as many differences as you can. So it's six months of continuous service rather than 12 months. But um, one thing I think that's worth emphasising here is just that meaning of continuous service. The definition of continuous service hasn't changed. 
that people should be aware that it relies on the long service leave definition. So in practical terms, we're talking about continuous service within the industry rather than with one individual employer. That's right. A person who qualifies for parental leave and changes employers subject to the allowable period of absence to ensure that the period of continuous service isn't broken, that person doesn't need to requalify for parental leave when changing employers. So that all that's occurred is that the 12-month qualifying period has gone down to six months. Correct. And does that change uh, in eligibility apply only to unpaid parental leave? No, it applies uh, for parental leave full stop. An employee who meets the new eligible employee definition will be able to access both paid and unpaid parental leave. Uh, there's no distinction within the agreement. Since you've mentioned uh, paid parental leave, uh, one of the things the agreement does do is amend the quantum of paid parental leave. So that's correct. From the 1st of April 2021 onwards, a primary carer take, taking long parental leave will be entitled to 14 weeks paid parental leave. So people should be aware of that because it's in effect, but we should also cover off the non-primary caregiver and short parental leave uh, and the change to that entitlement also. Yeah, so there certainly is. Uh, previously, a non-primary carer was entitled to one week of paid parental leave, uh, similar to the primary carer leave under the successor agreement from the 1st of April 2021 onwards. The entitlement will increase from one week to two weeks. Um, just in case people are curious, so what led to the increase in the quantum of paid parental leave? So the quantum for the primary carer uh, hasn't changed since 2007. And one of the points that we made in our long-form employer log is uh, that in the 12 years since the issue was last considered, a lot of work has been done in the field of, of gender equity, but entitlements had remained uh, basically frozen. That's right, and the quantum for the non-primary carer has never, ever changed. Uh, until now. Um, <laughs> there is a clarification, though, um, with the, the new nurses and midwives around accessing paid leave, uh, parental leave, though. Can you explain that clarification? Yes, yeah, so an employee is only able to access paid parental leave, whether it be long or short, provided that the leave is taken contemporaneously with the birth or placement of the child. Tim, what does that mean in a, in a practical sense? So what this stipulation prevents is an employee from accessing paid parental, for example, 12 months following the birth or placement of the child. So it makes both leave types at the time of the birth or contemporaneously with the child, with the birth of the child. So what it prevents is someone deferring um, that paid leave for, for, for a year or so. Correct. Uh, and is that a new requirement? No, it's a, it's a clarification. Previously, the clause was structured so that a person who took short parental leave, including short paid parental leave, would not be eligible for long paid parental leave. But it didn't quite work as expected in that uh, on a couple of occasions, people declined to take short parental leave with a view to accessing long paid parental leave at another time. Which was not what was intended, so the new drafting makes that clear. Now, Tim, we have received some queries in relation to who is able to access the increase in, in parental leave around that implementation date of 1 April 2021. Presumably most of those queries have resolved, um, but we might just uh, recap that for the purposes of clarification. So absolutely. You know, using an example, an employer who will be the primary carer at the time of the birth, um, but commence parental leave prior to the 1st of April 2021, is not entitled to the increase in paid parental leave. The employee must commence parental leave on or after the 1st of April 2021 to be entitled to the increased amount. 
Having said that, you know, the closer you get to that date, the more options present themselves. So what about an employee who commenced a period of paid leave, such as annual leave, prior to April 2021, then commenced paid parental leave on or after 1 April 2021? Is that employee entitled to the increased quantum? They, they would be, as the paid parental leave commenced in this scenario on or after the 1st of April 2021. It's always funny when there is that kind of um, time shift uh, and the challenges that are associated with managing that, that uh, pension entitlement. Uh, let's go to clause 68.2, which sets out the definitions. There are some new definitions that I'd like to go to and then um, to talk about why those definitions have been added in. So there are some new definitions. They include definitions of stillbirth and a stillbirth child, stillborn child, sorry. Uh, so people can find those definitions at clause 68.2L and 68.2M. And perhaps the critical thing uh, is where do these definitions come from? Why have they been introduced into the agreement? So they come from the Fair Work Act. The Fair Work Act was amended to address these issues. And so accordingly, we have made amendments to the term, including asserting these definitions. So that, so that we're meeting the new minimum standards set by the NES. And in the case of a stillbirth or stillborn child, is the employee entitled to parental leave? The employee is entitled to unpaid long parental leave in those circumstances. And in that circumstance, do the notice and evidence requirements under parental leave clause uh, still apply to those instances? So clause 68.6 sets out the notice and evidence requirements for parental leave. It has been amended at 68.6c to address the requirements of the event of a stillbirth. So those evidence requirements in that circumstance are consistent with the taking of parental leave in any circumstance that is evidence that would satisfy a reasonable person. That's right, the requirements are essentially the same. And in terms of other amendments to reflect the NES, uh, it also addresses the right to cancel the period of unpaid parental leave in the, um, in the event of a stillbirth. That's right, the eligible employee may cancel their leave in two ways. So the first is prior to the period of leave starting by giving their employer written notice cancelling the leave. Or secondly, if the leave has started, give their employer written notice that the employee wishes to return to work on a specified day. If the, re if the request relates to the second scenario, then the specified date must be at least four weeks after the date the employer receives the notice. The practical question from that, Tim, is, why are there uh, different notice periods for the two scenarios? It really has to do with an employee's ability to accommodate an employee returning early from leave. Uh, when an employee has not yet commenced a period of leave, the employee may be able to simply continue working with little interruption to the status quo. However, where an employee has commenced leave, the employer may have organised for someone to backfill the position for the duration of the birth-related leave. Tim, while we're focusing on changes to the clause, it is worth mentioning the existing provisions in the agreement concerning special maternity leave. So we've talked about changes that were necessary to give effect to the, the Fair Work Act, but there are some things that haven't changed on the subject that we should refer to so that people have a complete picture. Now those are at subclause 68.10 and provide for a period of unpaid special leave in some circumstances and paid special birth-related leave in specific circumstances that matches the paid primary care entitlement. I just think that's worth emphasising because we've just focused on the NES changes, which are about unpaid entitlements, but there is a paid entitlement under some circumstances. Tim, one of the things the new term does is introduce a new concept uh, in the form of flexible long parental leave. Can you tell us more about flexible long parental leave? I sure can. Uh, there are terms at clause 68.3 which describes what flexible long parental leave is. All right, so given it's a new concept, let's get that definition up on screen. 
you can see on screen there, um, 68.3G flexible parental leave reads as follows. An eligible employee may take up to 30 days of their long parental leave entitlement, uh, also called flexible long parental leave, during the 24-month period starting on the date of birth, including stillbirth, or day of placement of the child, if the requirements of this subclause are satisfied in relation to the leave. So traditional parental leave is, is kind of a straight line. It's taken in a continuous uninterrupted period of time. Yes, that's that's correct. So this is this is a shift. Hmm. And what flexible long parental leave does is allow for the taking of parental leave in a way that is more broken up within certain limits, though. So employees can uh, essentially take up to 30 days, that is six weeks of their unpaid parental leave flexibly at any time within 24 months of the child's birth or adoption. So that's correct. Flexible unpaid parental leave can be taken as either a single continuous period of one day or longer, or alternatively separate periods of one day or longer on each occasion. Okay, so can an employee take uh, flexible unpaid leave on the same day as their partner, that their, their partner is on continuous unpaid parental leave? So they can, but the two employees can only take a total of up to eight weeks of unpaid parental leave at the same time. Okay, and Tim, in terms of the employee's entitlement to unpaid parental leave, um, uh, when, when, does, when does that end? Uh, so once an employee takes flexible unpaid parental leave, they can't take, uh, they can't later take a period of continuous unpaid parental leave. I find that really interesting because it really means that you've taken your continuous period of, of unpaid parental leave and then effectively you could take potentially a day a week until um, you've used up your 30 days. It actually provides a basis effectively to return to work on a part-time basis, I think, Tim. Yes. So, so just to clarify, once an employee takes flexible unpaid parental leave, they can't later take a period of continuous unpaid parental leave. Yeah, that's right. This means that if an employee is planning to take a period of continuous unpaid parental leave, they should do so before they take any flexible unpaid parental leave. Tim, the other change I wanted to draw attention to is that clause 68.3H, which concerns hospitalised children. Now, this is another change that's been made to reflect changes to the Fair Work Act and specifically the National Employment Standards. So in effect, where a child is born and remains in hospital because of illness or, for example, was born premature. The employer and employee can agree to not take unpaid parental leave whilst the child is in hospital. Which would also certainly reflect the practice in most employees in any event, I would imagine. Tim, as always, when a term is redrafted, we consider whether there are any amendments necessary to better reflect the Fair Work Act, and some terms were revised for that reason. Could you take us through those? Yeah, so there's a couple. Uh, Clause 68.11, which outlines a variation of unpaid parental leave up to 12 months, was redrafted to reflect sections 75, 76 and 77 of the Fair Work Act. And really, it's just about ensuring clarity of expression in those in that subclause. Also, Clause 68.18 regarding keeping in touch days was amended to remain consistent with section 79A of the Fair Work Act particularly that a person may take an additional period of parental leave and as a result have access to additional keeping in touch days. Let's go through those uh, two in greater detail. Previously, an employee who has wanted to extend their period of unpaid parental leave has been able to by application to their employer. Has the process changed? It has. As you've mentioned previously, an employee wanting to extend their period of leave has been required to request the extension and receive approval from the employer. The amended clause now provides for the entitlement by mutual agreement. 
So that's a very fairly subtle change, which is really sounds more like alignment. Is that the reason for the change? Yeah, so the amendment was made to reflect the Fair Work Act. Uh, Section 75.3 of the Act provides that an employee can extend parental leave by giving at least four weeks' notice. This applies within the first 12 months only. That further stipulates that any subsequent extension is to be by mutual agreement. So the change in expression is to align with the wording of the Act. I think that's a good point that you raised, that there are different rules about extending parental leave depending whether you're in the first 12 months or the second 12 months. First 12 months, there's a, there is a right to extend by notice, second 12 months by mutual agreement. So um, that does take us to the second element you outlined around keeping in touch days and accessing uh, up to 20 keeping in touch days. Is that correct, Tim? Yes and no. So clause 68.18 has been amended to reflect 79A of the Fair Work Act, which does allow for up to 20 keeping in touch days. Tim, can you uh, elaborate? I can certainly elaborate on the yes and no answer. So for the purposes of accessing keeping in touch days under the new agreement, the leave has been broken into two periods. The first one is a period of long parental leave taken during the eligible employee's available parental leave period under subclause 68.3 and 68.11. And the second one is an extension of the period of long parental leave under subclause 68.12. The employee has access to 10 keeping in touch days for each separate period. So this is again a reference to the fact that you can have you know up to 12 months in the first period and up to 12 months in the second and that if you take that second period um, there is additional parental leave but also additional keeping in touch days so if an employee only accesses the long parental leave that the 12 months and doesn't extend it's 10 uh, days keeping in touch only it's only if they um, do take that additional period that the additional days come into into play that's absolutely correct. All right, Tim, uh, thank you so much for taking us uh, through that particular uh, that particular clause and for also demonstrating your complete lack of knowledge with regards to the 1961 classic, The Parent Trap. <laughs> My pleasure. Thanks, Tim.